Let's continue without what we began about two Sundays ago, the sowing and reaping. I hope you've been getting something out of it. And, and, and faith comes by hearing, and by hearing by the word of God. And in, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, again going back to the scripture, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And this scripture, I know among other scriptures in the Bible, makes it clear that there is sowing and reaping. It's so clear. It's so clear you can't miss it. He says the new sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but you sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, again, the scriptures that we read last week. And from the Amplified Bible, uh, classic, he says this, Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully. You know, as a, as a mother or as a father, do you like it when your child does something reluctantly? Reluctantly. And they drag their feet. Do, do you like when your child does that? No. Uh, how much more of our loving father? Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. You know, sorrowfully. Oh, mom. Again. I don't know if you did that to my mom, what she'll do to you. They had sleepers around, you know, just you ready with a sleeper or I grew up in the, in the rural, you know, setting, firewood, you know, something. Just, it just comes around you quickly. They never hesitated to do that. But reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves. He takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwillingly to ab abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it. Mama, you like it when uh, they say, you say, will you go and pick up such and such? And the, and the child say, yes, ma'am. Prompt. Prompt. Yes, ma'am. Quickly. And then he says this, give her, that God loves that person. And then I like this part here. He says this, whose heart is in his giving. Say that. Whose heart is in his giving. And when I, when I read that, it reminds me of the scripture in Matthew chapter 6. You know, lay, lay up the treasures, not on earth where moth or rust uh, are, but lay up your treasures where? In heaven, when there is, where there is no moth, no rust. And then he says this, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. So then it means this, whose heart is in his giving. And I'm telling you when something, you're, you're, when you're investing something and it touches your heart, your heart goes towards it. You think about it. But if it's just, a, you know, it didn't mean anything to you, then you, you don't think much about it. You've ever had an investment, you invested in something and your heart is there in whatever you are doing. And the scripture says, whose heart is in, the, in, in, his, in his giving. Say, I want, I want 
my heart, to be in my giving. That should be our, our, our pursuit. Our heart to be in our giving. And then he says this, and God, look at this. So this, this whole part before was sowing. This is our part. And the amazing thing is this about God, our part is small. He comes with his part, which is major, mega, bigger, much more. Hallelujah. Our part is small. He says, remember like, 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 like Luke 6, he says, give, and he says this, and it shall be given to you. And he says, not what you gave, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's major. That's mega. That's too much. That's abundance. That's more than enough. And look at this. And God, look at his part. So you, our part was what? Sowing, and then he says, this is the way I will reward you. This is the way I will answer back to your faith. And he says this, and God is able to make how much grace? All grace. Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. Hallelujah. So that you may always... Whether there is a plague or not. Where, where, whether there is insufficiency or not. He says that you may always and under all circumstances. Church, that's what I want. Do words mean anything to you? What about the word of God? And remember, he's faithful to keep his word. Under all circumstances and whatever the need. What is your need? Whatever the need. What is your need today? Whatever the need. Under what are your circumstances today? Whatever the under all under any circumstance, under all circumstances, and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. No wonder some countries keep borrowing. Oh yeah, they are, they, because, because they have not known the principle of giving. There are no other, some countries keep borrowing and they require aid every time and support every time. Thank you. I want us to look at sowing and reaping from the place of trust. Trusting God. Trusting God. Do you trust God? I do, I do believe you do. I do believe you do. I do believe that's the reason you are here today. I do believe that's the reason you are listening to this. Let me refer to some things that I said last week concerning trust. If we understand God's way of doing things, then we can always trust him to do what he says he will do because of what? He's faithful. He's faithful. I say it again, if we understand God's way of doing things, then we can always trust him to do what he says he will do because he is faithful. Say, God is a faithful God. Sowing and reaping becomes a way of life because we are dealing with God who can be trusted. We're dealing with God who can be trusted. Now, 
Uh, let me give you some definitions from Webster's Dictionary, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, the word trust. L listen to this trust. The way he, he says it, uh, he, the definition here, he says this, assured reliance on the character, and since we are talking of God, assured, assured reliance on the character of God. In other words, you can rely on his character. We can rely on God's character. And then he says this, assured reliance on the character and comma. And the other one is ability. God's ability. Remember he says this, and God is able to make all grace. So God it does not lack ability. God has the ability to meet your needs. God has the ability to multiply your seed so. So it is, is to assure reliance on the, on the character, since you are talking of trusting God, ability, and listen to this, strength. Strength. God is my strength. God is my strength. I can trust him. I am assured and I can rely on God's strength. And then another one, or truth. He says, or truth of someone or something, but we are talking of God, or truth of God. We know God's word is the truth. We can rely on God's word. We can rely on his ability. We can rely on his uh, strength. That no matter what, we, what happens, we are assured we are guaranteed results that God is impossible for God to lie. Hallelujah. It's impossible for God to lie. And another definition of, of this trust is one in which confidence is placed. One in which confidence is placed. Trust in God. You place your confidence in God. It's impossible for him to lie. In Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, very familiar scripture. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, he says this. You know it most likely, you caught it probably many times. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways. How many ways? All of them. All your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I want that. I want that, church. It's obvious that never before the years that you have lived on this earth. It's obvious. Perilous times I now missed and most likely more ahead. And what is going to help us as believers in Christ is to trust God. To trust, listen, his way of doing and being right. Uh, and, being, uh, and being right. His way of doing is, is obvious, church. Perilous times are here. And perilous times are, are ahead of, of, of us. But listen, the, the beautiful part of this is, of all this is this. We have God we can trust. 
We have God who, who wants and so much desires through the power of the Holy Spirit for his ways to be known to his people. He is not a mysterious God. He has revealed himself to us through his word and through his spirit. Hallelujah. Then, if we really trust God then, we will do what he says you'll do. Uh, I mean, if we, I say that I trust God, then I will do what he says. Is that so? I mean, that's, that's, that's simple. That's ABC. If I really I say that I trust God, then I will do what he says. If he says, then so, give, and it shall come back to you, what do I do? I give. That, that is trust. Actually, if you can say it in this manner, that is having faith in him. Faith is an active word. Faith is not a passive word. Faith is an action word. If I say I believe, is I'm acting on what I believe. I am doing exactly what I say I believe. Therefore, if I do otherwise, in other words, that if he says give and I don't give, then it means I don't trust what he says. And therefore, I, according to this scripture uh, in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, I am leaning on my own understanding. I don't want that. I don't know about you. I don't want to lean on my own understanding. I tried and I tried. And at 23, I was about to commit suicide. I leaned on my own understanding. And at 23, I was ready to commit suicide. But thank God, when my heart changed, and I keep trusting him every day, and I receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and today I'm 47, and I'm looking forward to 97. Wow. Hallelujah. And I'm looking forward to 85, like, like Caleb, to say, give me this Mount Kilimanjaro. Ha, ha, ha. You, what will that take? That takes trust. That takes trust. We believe that the Bible is God's word, do we? Do we? Therefore, when we look at the scripture like this, like the one we read, that, that but this I say, who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Then if I'm believing and I'm trusting God, my attitude should be of what? Sowing bountifully. Because I am guaranteed of reaping bountifully. Hallelujah. You see that? If I'm expecting from the Lord, uh, for, for, the, for the Lord to do his part, then I will always be doing my part. And the amazing thing is this, church. He will never fail you. He will never fail me. Oh, let me read this scripture here. Let's go to Joshua. Uh, I didn't intend to do this, but I'm not the boss of my own. I have the Holy Ghost in me. 2314. 2314. Joshua. He says this. Joshua is giving a testimony. Remember, he is a, him and Caleb inherited the promise that was given to the children of Israel. Behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts, in all your souls, that not one thing has failed. Of all 
the good things which the Lord God spoke concerning you, all have come to pass for you, not one word of them failed, has failed. None. Now, what does that mean? You can trust on that person. You can trust that person. Not one. My question will be to you, did you all partake of the, the, the promised land? Did they? No, they didn't. But look at this. Because people do not trust God, does not change his character. Does not change his faithfulness. Does not change his ability. Does not change who he is. He, remain, he will always remain faithful to whoever will trust him. You know, the, 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 the Bible talks about uh, uh, the time that Jesus was speaking. You know, had multitude around him. And there came Jairus, the, the leader of the synagogue. And he said, people all around him, uh, around Jesus. And when he spoke about my, he, he, spoke, he spoke about my daughter, he said, come and heal her. What happened? Jesus left all those people and started following Jairus. Just think about that. Why? He saw faith. What does that mean? God is moved by faith of his people. When he sees faith, he responds. When he sees faith, he's pleased to respond. When he sees anyone stepping out, uh, stepping out, believing and trusting his word, God is stepping out to do exactly what he says he will do to respond to that person's faith. Listen, it doesn't matter the circumstances. Remember, he's able. Remember, he, is, he has the ability, he has the strength, and all the words that I gave to you concerning trust. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. And just to know that he, he that says the Lord. If we say it, we can trust it. If we say it, we can do it. Why would you do it? Because God said it. Why would I obey? Because God said it. Why would I sow even when things don't look like they are going in my direction? Because God says it. Let's go again. Let's go to, to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis 26. Look at verse, verse 1. There was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Pharisees, Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Now that's instruction. That's why, listen church, you're giving. Not only your giving, but your entire life should be spirit-led. You should endeavor to hear God's voice. It's the game changer. It's the difference between those who make it and don't. That's the difference. Hearing and obeying what he says. Dwell in the land 
What was in the land? Famine. Come on, huh? What was in the land? Famine. What is the natural thing to do? Live. Famine. What do we say? Look for greener pastures. Huh? It's too dry here. Let me look for greener pastures. What is a normal thing to do? Look for another country. Dwell in this land, but God's instruction supersedes. You see that? This is a person who's trusting God. Dwell in the land, and I will be with you and bless you. God, you can be serious. You bless me in the land when, where there is famine? You bless me? And you, you increase me supernaturally when there is pandemic? He says, yes. Listen to me. Pay attention to me. His word hasn't changed. I had someone say this, uh, think, watching, I don't remember who it was, but watching television, uh, the, the, I think this past week or recently, say this. Uh, they got the word of God in the beginning uh, of this year concerning 2020, and concerning uh, the decade, 10 years. And then he said this, and it is the word of God. And here comes in March, the pandemic hits, and it's all over, spreading all over the world. This is what he says. When something else arises, and you had already had the word of God, you don't start looking for another word, you stay with the original word. What is the original word? 2020. Did it change in did it change in March? No. It's supernatural increase and says God is opening a new door. And bringing in supernatural increase as never before. Nothing has changed. Let's go to the other side. There arises the storm. You, start, you don't start looking for another word. You, you say, he said, we go to the other side. You don't start looking for another word. He says, we are going over. We are crossing over. He says, this is my best year. I'm going to, incre or, or, I'm going to, to increase supernaturally than never before. Nothing has changed. Say, nothing has changed. The word doesn't change. God doesn't change. I am trusting the one who doesn't change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never changed. Oh, I'm glad that God doesn't change. Where, where could we have been if we changed? Every time he's changing. You know the people who keep changing their minds? Dwell in the land, and he says this, and I will, I will be with you and bless you, for you and your descendants, and I give all these lands, and I'll perform the oath which I saw to Abraham, your father, and on and on and on and on. So verse 6 says, So Isaac dwelt in Gerard, and the men of the place asked him for his wife, on on and on and on. But let me see this. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land which had famine, <laughs> and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Isn't that what he had said? He was going to remain faithful. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper. You remember the old King Jemeth? And prospered. And let me read it for, 
all King James. Just like where we reach, we reach, okay? And, but we are reaching somewhere. Praise God. That's Genesis 26. And the King James, Brother Jerry was, Dr. Jerry Saville was here in, in January. Remember, we, February, we looked at this scripture. And he says this, verse, verse 12, the King James Version. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward, went forward, making progress, and grew until he became very great. Uh, they, they, say, they, they, they say that the Hebrew word of it is he became very great, went going. <laughs> went going. Grew. Keep growing. Walks in great. And then he says, For he had possessions of flocks, possessions of words, and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. I want that. Say, I want that. Say, I want that for 2020. No matter how many months are remaining, I want that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Giving becomes easy when you have settled in your heart that God is your only source. It becomes very easy. You've settled it out in your heart that uh, God is your only source. You must go to the Word and believe that He is. He becomes your only source. Hallelujah. You've settled it in your heart. God is my only source. It becomes easy. You know where to expect from. Can I say this? You don't expect from people. You know where to expect from. You expect from God. And what does he do? He uses people. He uses people. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. At least today I felt like I'm reading the scriptures. <laughs> if you had my first message and you had physical gathering for 25 minutes, I say, the Bible says, in, in a, you know, just rushing. At least today it feels, feel a bit at home. <laughs> but 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17 to 19, the New King James Version says this, uh, Apostle Paul speaking by the instruction of the Holy Spirit to a young pastor. He says this, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. Say, I will not. You see, you first have to do what? Uh, identify yourself with what he says, the first statement. Command those who are what? Rich. Don't ever be saying, you know those rich people. Huh? Don't insult us. You understand that? Just please don't. Not all rich people are bad. Yes, so don't insult us. Don't be saying those rich people. Those rich people. Amen. Some of us are good people. Come on now. Amen. You see, it's easy to, because you don't identify yourself with them, it's easy to be pointing fingers. Those rich people. What do you mean? Those rich people and these poor us. I refuse that. Amen. 
Say some of us rich people are good. <laughs> and we have been commanded by God in this present age not to be haughty or proudful. And this is the big word here. Nor to trust in uncertain riches. But our trust should be where? In the Lord. You see that? Not to trust. In other words, let them not be trusting on uncertain riches. The, the, the New Living Translation says this, not to trust in their money which is unreliable. Not to trust in their money which is unreliable. Money is unreliable. You cannot trust. You cannot put your trust in, on, on money. Or in money. But you can trust God. He is reliable. Amen. He is, remember the, the New King James says this, which is, unre, uh, which is uncertain, but God is certain. Certainty that he remains faithful, whatever happens in your life. And then he says this, uh, uh, not, to, not to trust on a, in uncertain riches, but trust in, actually that's what it means, but trust in the living God. Now this is a big statement that follows. Who gives us, who's that? God. Who gives us richly how many things? All things to enjoy. Hallelujah. So God gives us all things, as richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. That's, that's God's plan for you. God's plan for you is for you to enjoy life. Enjoy life. He gives us all things, uh, gives us richly all things to enjoy. And then look at this. This is what Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, rise to say this. This is the way to show that you trust God. This is the way the rich should, 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 uh, uh, how do I say, should demonstrate their trust towards God. This is the way to do it. Let them do good. There are people with money that all what they do is evil with it. Evil with it. You know that. Do you know actually bribing to get something is actually doing evil with your money and actually you are cursing the work of your hands. Let them do good. And then he says this. Uh, th this is the way to show that they trust God. Let them do good and, let, and that they may be rich in good works. Rich in good works. Ready to give. Willing to share. That's how to demonstrate if you are rich in good works, you do good, you are ready to give, and because he's talking about money here, so it means that they are, they are ready to do good with their money. They are ready to, to do good works with their money, to be rich in their good works with their money. They are ready to give their money. They are willing to share their money. And this is what he says. Storing up for themselves as a good foundation 
for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. And I believe that time to, that time to come does not just mean heaven. It's in the future. It's the reaping. Listen, it's not telling you, do everything good and you'll wait one day when you go to heaven, that's when you're going to enjoy. What did he say? He gives us richly all things to enjoy. In heaven, in, in heaven there's, everything is enjoyable. It's on earth where things are not enjoyable. Their trust should be in God. Let's go to Psalm 112. Verse 5 and 8, and I think I'll start winding up. Listen to this in verse 5. A good man, lady, you are included in this. All right? But it makes, better if, it makes it even better if you are married to such a person. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with the discretion. Surely, let's read that one together. Surely, he will never be shaken. Oh my goodness. All this pandemic, all there is unemployment, all there is this, all that, he will never be shaken. The righteous, remember you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. <laughs> As a person who was telling me this past week, was to tell me that, now I've told you all these things, Pastor, but this is the bad one. In other words, there are those people who say that I'll start with the good, which is better, but this is the bad one. And I looked at that individual, I, I said this, I looked at this, that individual and I said, and I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. So get ready to say it, but I will not fear, I will not be moved. I refuse to fear. There are people when they see their phones ring. <gasps> Remember different strokes? Uh, no, no, no. That is it. Not different. So it's that, that man and his son. Sanford and his son. He kept every time having heart, heart attack. And if you check out on Google, actually he ended up having heart attack. He confessed it long time until it caught up with him. And every time just... <gasps> when fear tries to grip your mind because you're seeing several phone calls and it's coming from your relatives, you say, I refuse to fear. God is with me. Ah, hallelujah. I refuse to fear. And he says this. His heart is steadfast. Why would it be steadfast? Trusting in the Lord. Let's say it together. His heart is steadfast. Trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. And one of our enemies, the devil, the devil and all his poverty and lack and insufficiency. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. Say, my heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. My heart is established. I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. In Psalm 125 verse 1. 
Those who trust in the Lord. Come on now. Look at that. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. You've heard people saying this, we are here to stay. Why? Because we trust God. We are here to stay because we trust God. This business is here to stay because we are tithers. We give offerings. Hallelujah. This family is here to stay because it is joined by the Lord and no one can be able to separate that which has been joined by the Lord. That is trusting God. And in some Proverbs, 20, Proverbs 11 verse 28, he says this, He who trusts in his riches will fall. Say, not me. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. Hallelujah. I want that. Hallelujah. I want to keep you know, flourishing. You come to your 60s, you're flourish. You come to your 70s, you're even waxing great. You come to your 80s, you're waxing great. You come to a place that you say, Lord, I'm satisfied, I want to come home. Amen? Not, Lord, all the debtors are looking for me, I want to escape them. I'm coming home. No. <laughs> you're ready to give out all what you have. Because you trust God. If we say that we trust God, then we'll do what he says. Remember that. We must listen to God to lead us in our giving. With this in our, with this in our hearts, becoming established, we'll have no reason to fear even when things look so bad. No reason to fear. Living a life of trusting God in sowing and reaping will affect your entire life to his glory and you will grow in knowing him intimately. I'm telling you, you will know him. Why? Because you've given your life to knowing him. In Mark 14, 13 to 14, just because I've made that statement, listen to this. And Jesus said to them, the scripture we read some two Sundays ago, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable, which was the parable of the sower? He says this, how then will you understand all the parables, the sower sows the word? In other words, God says this, I want you to understand this principle because you'll know me. And like what I said the other, the other Sunday, this is the mother of all parables. And if you know the mother, you can get to know all the children. You understand? If you know this one, you'll be able to understand the functioning of the kingdom of God in your life because the kingdom functions through this principle of sowing and reaping. He wanted sons, he sowed his son. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace. Do you want peace? He will keep, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so sweet to trust him. Hallelujah. Because there's peace. So this, this shows us actually lack of trust is what brings in confusion, chaos, and all the works of the enemy. Because you don't trust God. And Jeremiah, let me read this last scripture. In Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. 
I want you to put your eyes on it. Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Which spreads out its roots by the river. And will not fear when heat comes. Will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green. And will not be anxious in the year of drought. Nor will cease from yielding fruit. That fruit is ceaseless. Why? Because this man trusts in the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you receive something out of that? You see, actually sowing and reaping is a matter of trusting. You trust God. And because you trust him, you'll do what he says to do all the time. You sow. He say, give. Why would I give my offerings? Because I trust God. Why would I give my tithes? Because I trust God. Why would I give? Do what I'm doing? Because I trust God. And you keep growing and growing and growing. And listen, the more you do it, the easier it becomes and it becomes your way of thinking. That means you start thinking like your father, trusting him all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.